0: The Instuff Podcast is sponsored by scratch Band. Just stop touching your face. Don't make me explain why anymore. It's gross. I don't care if you buy ScratchBand or come up with some other way to do it, but just quit. I mean, it's the easiest way I've found to quit touching my face, but, you know, whatever works for you. ScratchBand, join the evolution. More information at ScratchBand.life, also available on Amazon.com. Kristen. Hi. How are you doing? Good. If you were looking for a man, and (laughs) you do not need to say if you are or not.
1: It was IF in all caps.
0: What would that guy be like?
1: Uh, This is not how I thought this podcast was going to (laughs) start.
0: What? Why not? Because today we're talking about online dating. Yeah,
1: but we're not talking about Kristen's proclivities.
0: Yeah, we are. (laughs) We're going to hear about how you had a classified ad for on, for, oh, for online dating. I didn't put a classified
1: ad in, I responded to one.
0: Oh, that's different. Yes. That's really different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. I was confused. I assumed
1: oh, I didn't at the end in. of
0: last time you had put one in. Interesting. No. You're not gonna answer the question? Yeah.
1: I'm pretty I'm pretty open. So one one of the things that got me thinking about this, online dating and whether or not I would do it, really is f- filling out a profile who would I say I'm looking for?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I could, I could put some things down, but I wouldn't want an algorithm to peg me for just that one particular type of person. Because mm-hmm. I've met a lot of people that on paper I probably would not have dated, but they were really wonderful people. So I don't know.
0: I agree. I think we have a pretty lousy sense of who we really would be happy with. I know I do. Yeah,
1: clearly and... I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we both have a bit of a track record of <laughs> of having to back out of some deals.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a nice way to put it.
0: Well, since you won't answer the question, I will say
1: I answered it. <laughs> I mean, that was my answer.
0: Okay. Well, since that was your answer, since you answered, I'll answer. Okay. And I would say I, if I were looking, I would be looking for a woman who is an expert in robotics. Really? Yeah. Because then she could help me make my robotic dreams come true.
1: Wait, you just want a robot butler. I want
0: a woman who will help me make a robot butler.
1: (laughs) like we just hire this person and then not have to have like a relationship around it (laughs) that's it she just needs to be a roboticist
2: yeah i'm just
0: saying that's just what well it's better than what was before before my dream woman was a handicapped corporate executive and i wanted her to be a corporate executive because then we would be rich she'd be busy a lot so i'd have a lot of time by myself and we'd get awesome parking spots
1: (laughs) I feel like if she were a corporate executive, she would get at least one good parking spot.
0: Yeah, but I mean, first in line when you go to Disneyland and all that. How old
1: were you when you had these criteria?
2: Mm,
0: I mean, probably in my 30s. Okay. It was more of a joke because I was (laughs) married at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, well, today we are talking about online dating and we both no, you have never really...
1: No, I have not. ...diven
0: dove headfirst into the world of online dating. I have not. Where I have, I have seen, I have walked through the valley of death.
1: <laughs> Is it really a valley of death?
0: It was when I went through Oh my gosh.
1: Okay, I have so many questions.
0: So we're going to talk a bit about our, our previous experience with it and and then we're going to talk about some of the things that have that are going on with it today as best we understand
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then we'll talk a bit about what the future of online dating might look like
2: <laughs> yeah
0: so why don't uh do you want to tell us you want to start or shall i start with Either uh, way. i just want to say before we begin i have never on lighted date online online dated online dated. <laughs> While in a committed relationship. So I just want to, I want to, not that I have a problem. If people have done that, everyone has their own path, their own journey. Don't
1: have to qualify. But this. I just,
0: like, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this Why? podcast somehow. <laughs> I know somehow never before in my life have I hoped so few people listen to a, one of my podcasts. Wow.
1: <laughs> well, I'm coming into this assuming <clears> that would be the case.
0: Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, all, all of, all of my online activities have been between committed partners. All right. Right. Let's just set that up straight.
1: This disclaimer is out of the way. Now
0: that disclaimer is out of the way. You ready? Yeah. You want to talk about what you've done?
1: Okay. I haven't done anything with online dating. However, this was many, many, many years ago before I was married the second time, (laughs) i responded to a classified ad and it was i don't even know how i came across it but i was living in colorado and i had stumbled across somehow classifieds for like business owners and at the time i owned a business and so i was like well that sounds interesting and i responded to
0: interesting one. so it was that's pretty specific mm-hmm. was it in like a Business owner magazine or something. I can't even.
1: Honestly, this week I tried to remember (laughs) where I had come up with this, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't. Okay, but yeah, I responded and I kind of set something up tentatively with this Mm. individual, Mm -hmm. and then I I was like, I'm curious what this business is, (laughs) and I bailed at the last second because I like had it was in another town, and I like drove out to the town just to check out the business, and I was like, I really don't want to do this, and then I canceled it and never had the date
0: you bailed I did oh wow yeah interesting (laughs) okay that's my ammo then why not why have you not pursued online dating
1: well for a long time I had been married so since the advent and popularizing of online dating I had been married for many years Mm -hmm. so then when I got a divorce I just, you know, I gave it some time and wasn't really into, I guess, searching for a partner that in such a way that I felt like I had to see all of my options. Cause that's what online dating feels like to me. Like there's mm-hmm. this, bit, this large pool of individuals, but they also feel unvetted to me. So they're not doing activities that I would normally do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I can't really tell, I can't verify that they are the individuals they say they are very effectively,
0: I guess. That is an issue, yeah. So
1: that's, I can think, what puts me off the most. But I spent time looking even for an app that I would want to sign up for, and it took me so long to just read through reviews for apps and what people thought and what they're all about. And there's so many. And maybe we'll talk in a little bit about all of the different kinds. That that was all of my choice making ability. I had wasted all of my decision making on trying to decide on an <laughs> app that I couldn't right. have even picked a person after I got into it.
0: Yeah, that is true. That's that's pretty exhausting, and it's such an investment to pick one and, and get into it that you really want to make sure you're happy with with where with right. what it is. So if, if just the process of finding the right one is so exhausting, yeah.
1: I don't and want to it, be exhausted. <laughs> right. Maybe I'm too lazy to date.
0: <laughs> it is work. That's <laughs> work. <laughs> well, I uh, I tried online dating way back in the day. And
1: so like before the turn of the millennium
0: around the turn of the millennium. Okay. Just, I think it was just after actually
1: that is a long time ago.
0: Um, no, it would have been right around, right around 2000. And I did it because there were like, not a lot of women where I was working that I was going to meet. And I, I just wasn't meeting new, like new women anywhere. And, was not have yeah just not having any luck and so huh, because i was cheap i went on like the, i think it was the free like yahoo dating
1: Oh interesting i forgot yeah. they even did stuff like that
0: I believe it was them and also in the time i was living in west michigan so you have a large population area one of the issues we have with this particular subject up here in fairbanks is it's a small town and everybody knows each other
1: and the ratio of men to women is very different than it is in the lower 48.
0: Right. And the men are creepy, though.
1: <laughs> well. So... We could get into
2: that.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, I tried that, and one of the things I discovered, which I think is kind of hilarious to this day, is that women really go for guys who claim to be cowboys. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. The cowboy, if I ever, like, put cowboy, I mean, at least this was, like, West Michigan, and... Gosh, I mean, like when did I ever ridden a horse? I'd never ridden a horse fast in like seven miles an hour, maybe, and that would have <laughs> been terrifying. It would have been a lot of screaming <laughs> even at that speed and so, but I've you know, I was like into country music at the time I had a cowboy hat, really yeah, I went through a country music period doesn't Learning everybody so
1: much yeah. no, no, not everybody goes through a country phase.
0: <sighs> I went through a number of odd phases in this awkward period of trying to find a mate. I went through a peacock phase, too.
1: What is
2: that? I'll,
0: it's where you dress really flamboyantly. Okay. Hoping that your bright plumage will attract a mate. It was the early 2000s, too. Some was messed up. Okay. I was a poor, lost soul. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, um, I learned some things through it. A, that if you pretend to be a cowboy, you get a lot of interesting... You get a lot more attention. Hmm. Um, because I... I don't remember the details of how much I was approaching women, how much they were approaching me, but definitely you got approached more if you pretended to be a cowboy. You didn't even have to actually be a cowboy. That was nice, just as you acted like it. So it was very interesting to me how women go for that.
1: I don't even understand what that stereotype is it's That cow- of cowboy. Like owning a horse and wearing boots and having jeans that are too tight. That to me is a cowboy. <laughs> I
0: I think it's the um I I think it's the sort of ruggedness of it that you're that you're like a strong independent man who has some maybe some traditional values. West Michigan is very religious. Okay. And you're also sort of humble and and you're not like a flashy kind of guy. I think that's what the appeal was in some ways, but it I don't know. It strikes
1: me that maybe the, the, the stereotype of a cowboy might be more developed in West, West, Michi- West Michigan. <laughs> Can't say it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, it's possible. I mean, there's an element of like farm country out there. So okay. it's not implausible that there could be a, a cowboy online. Out there, I don't know. It's all tremendously embarrassing to me now, but at the time, that was a combination I found that worked. Hmm. And so, you know, you post it, and it's free. So there's a lot of like sketchy stuff that goes on. Like what? Well, I, I don't know about sketchy stuff. Just like, I don't know. How, was catfishing how would I a thing it? back then? Yes,
1: okay. I got catfished. Oh my gosh! Yeah, really? are you yep. gonna tell the story?
0: Sure. Okay. So, we're not going to spend the whole podcast on this, but this is pretty hilarious. So, <laughs> so I won't get into all the details because some of it is really terrible. Um, nothing, like, bad happened. Like, I never actually met this person. Okay. But some of the things that she said or tried to convince me of were really horrible things. And so, um, <laughs> met this woman online <clears throat> and <clears throat> excuse me you, you've got to stop letting me drink cream in my coffee um,
1: this is the last time it's going to happen it
0: is because without cream you get the reach the rich deep voice but when you add the cream you get like hacking like I've been smoking Marlboros over here the whole time
1: I thought you were a cowboy
0: not anymore never <laughs> was I'm a fake cowboy I'm okay. a full boy
1: you're you're banned now from half and half during the podcast well, I
0: want to finish this Cup, but from from after today. <sighs> anyway, so this woman contacted me. I believe we, we talked on the phone. That was sort of how how it went. You start with, you know, a few emails back so and So you confirmed four. that she
1: was at least a woman.
0: <clears throat> yes. Okay, yep.
1: that's one good thing.
0: Yep. And so, oh I don't think I've told anyone either. this. This is so embarrassing. So you start with a few emails and then you're like, let's talk on the phone. So you talk on the phone. And one thing I learned and... this is what's going to get me in trouble. One thing I, one of the things that will get me in trouble. One thing I learned early on is all women (laughs) sound cute on the phone. (laughs) Oh man. That was pretty amazing. You're like, Oh man, she's got the prettiest voice. And then you would meet the person and you find that, that the image you had in your mind didn't match what the voice sounded like. That always happens. So I learned, do not trust the voice. And they learned that too, because my voice is way better sounding than my my face
1: (laughs) but it matches the the, like the type of like i guess silhouette that you have like you are a tall person and it makes sense that you have a deeper voice
0: yeah i feel bad for people who hear my voice for a long time before they see me though because it's going to be a disappointment
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm curious (laughs) what kind of person they imagine you are
0: i just remember this happening with yeah me too um i don't want to know though um, like Garrison Keillor, I still traumatized when I saw the first picture of Garrison Keillor. I was like, "That is not who I had in mind." Anyway, so you start talking, and 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 I think this must have been before I learned my lesson. But then you're like, "Hey, can you send me a picture?" And this is the first warning sign: is when the when the picture comes. That's test number one. Okay. And, <laughs> uh, you know, that was a major warning sign because the picture, like, you couldn't see her in the picture. She was like obscured by a person in front of her. Wait, what? Yeah.
1: That's not a selfie. Yeah. This was before selfies, though. Yeah.
0: This is before digital cameras were really popular. Gotcha. So I'm like, uh, okay, that's odd. And so um, I don't know if that was like not a deal breaker or, you know, you never never know if a person's just like kind of uh,
1: inept with a camera. Shy
0: or inept or whatever. But that was definitely a bad (laughs) sign. Anyway. From beginning to end, I don't know how long the whole thing lasted. Maybe a couple months at most. Never ended up meeting. And then um, one day I get a... Oh, and then, of course, as part of all this, she tells me that her ex-husband is super evil and he's trying to mess with her life and like take control of it. And so she sets up this guy as just this totally evil dude who is creating, making hell out of her life. Jeez, yeah and that was not like the worst of the things she told me so eventually i get a call from a guy and it's like you know i am her husband she is spending boatloads of money calling you this is back when calling was expensive you know long distance from wherever she was from and like just so you know like this needs to stop and she had built him up as such like a a liar and that, you know, had sort of set me up to not trust him Hmm. that at first I didn't trust him. And then I thought about it, and I was like, no, actually, that makes complete sense. (laughs) So I wrote her, I was like, this is, yeah, like we're done. This totally makes sense. What he said resonates a lot more than what you said, which is just very clearly lies. And then she tried to lay it on back on me she's like well you said hurtful things to me too like you know because yeah I said some things not knowing you know anyway um, that was creepy that
1: sounds like a whole lot of drama for, as for nothing. hell yeah.
0: for nothing I still don't know what she really looked like um, <laughs> she you know she could have at least sent a fake picture
1: yeah, you wonder about that
0: that was weird. I Went on a number of super weird, awkward dates. Again, like I probably went on—I I can recall four or five—and of them, I'd say two. I thought, like I—I I thought the one was kind of attractive, but they weren't interested in me. And the other ones, un- unbelievably awkward, to a point where I don't hundred percent want to get into it. But we can talk about it another time. <laughs> no. The, the weirdest of the dates or I actually met the person was uh, I drove probably an hour to meet this woman and we had only like emailed and talked on the phone a little bit I mean I don't think I'd seen a picture of her or at least it maybe it wasn't a fully representative but I was not interested in her upon meeting her and yet she was nuts for me from the beginning Hmm. and so we were sitting in my car like about to go in to eat or something and she's like before we go in i want to sing you a song
1: Uh, i know (laughs) uh-uh
0: i'm not even freaking lying
1: oh my god
0: and i was like cool no and i sat there awkwardly while she sang a song of like love to me
1: that's not
0: good and i didn't know like where to look Or what to do. It was the most most one of the most awkward moments of my life. It's
1: very, very awkward. (laughs) I feel uncomfortable (laughs) for you and I'm just sitting here. (laughs) So
0: I'm just sitting there like Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that song. That is awesome. And then
1: Wait, was it good if you just sing well?
0: Maybe, but it didn't matter. Oh gosh. I don't care if you're Gloria Estefan, don't sing me a song on the first date. It was so weird to have a woman come on strong. You <laughs> really? Know? Yeah. Normally women are, you know, kind of keep their cards close to their chest and whatnot. But she was, she was on board right away. <laughs> so that was awkward. And then afterward, she's like, that was, or she emailed me or something. She's like, that was great. I'd love to see you again. And I was like, you know, I don't think this is going to work. She's like, why? I thought we did do it. And I was like, ah, oh, I felt like you came on a little bit strong.
1: That's just not your She's thing. She's
0: like, yeah, I guess you're right. So that one ended up okay. So anyway, there are kind of a handful of incidents like that, which were all just discouraging, you know? And I think that's part of the, the struggle with a lot of online dating is you you keep your hopes get up, you meet someone, they sound great an email, they sound great on the phone and then you meet them in person and you're just like, not again, you know?
1: So it makes me wonder now because there's so much uh, video chat, if that mm-hmm. is a different dynamic now.
0: Yep. I, I wonder that too, since pictures are so much easier to send. I did in researching this, I did find out that having a, <clears throat> a long period of conversation before you meet the first time is actually a bad thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you can, you create the person to be one thing. And then there's so much pressure when you finally meet them in person. I found a little bit of that, like you'd have these incredibly long conversations with people on the phone and everything would seem great. And then you meet them in person. It was really, really awkward.
1: See that's I would make the assumption then that having, let's say a zoom call, or an online call before you set up a, like a first in-person date mm-hmm. would give you the opportunity to kind of have that first initial conversation and hopefully just kind of answer that question. If the this individual is going to say something problematic, it may come out early.
0: If Zoom had existed back then... That would have been a good way to go. Are you distracted by my cat so drinking my water? By,
1: she's trying to get her face in this glass. Everyone
0: is, dis, even my daughter is disgusted by the fact that my cat likes to drink water out of my glass. And it just doesn't bother me. <clears throat> I mean, her tongue looks relatively clean.
1: Yeah, I have no comment.
0: She kind of splashes it around a little bit. But anyway, for those at home, my cat is like standing up next to my little tray, couch tray, drinking water out of my water glass right now. I guess she doesn't like the water in her water bowl. As
1: Even much. though she has a fountain?
0: She has a fountain. Yeah. Anyhow. <clears throat> so. so that was one experience. Another experience I had with online dating was made more sense. I'm very interested in other cultures and, and countries and that kind of thing. So I tried out international dating and that's a mess too, in many ways.
1: Is um, it really, it seems like even time zones would make that more complex.
0: A little bit, but one of, the, one of the problems is misrepresentation. There's a lot of women out there who are just trying to get money from guys through like international online dating. right? And so you, you run into that problem. I learned, <clears throat> excuse me, To ask for a very specific type of picture, like send me a picture of you with a book, is what I would say, because it's not a picture most people just have lying around or could easily find. Wow! Especially one that looks exactly like the fake picture that they used for their profile, Mm -hmm. which is some sort of crazy, you know, picture in a hotel mirror bath, you know, some some like crazy selfie. And so a lot that would weed out some people asking for a specific picture. But unfortunately, a lot of that ended up with, you know, oh, it's great. Like, it's so fun talking to you, by the way, I have this problem. I need a thousand dollars. No, geez. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: when is that ever not a red flag?
0: Um, I'm learning never, never. But it took a few lessons of that. <laughs> Women ask me for money a lot. What? Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Anyhow. Um so I think those are the, the more interesting highlights of my online dating experience.
1: Yeah, and I would guess it too. Like those are the the concerns that I have now. People misrepresent themselves and mm-hmm. even just sending selfies. I don't want a selfie necessarily. Like I'm more curious, like how individuals spend their time. Mm -hmm. There are so many, uh, let's say, camera AR camera apps where Mm -hmm. you can. I don't even want to say enhance, but modify your selfies. (laughs) That I'm not even interested in seeing a selfie at this point. Like I just, I don't know. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I did as I was thinking about setting up an online profile. I was wondering like what images I would put online. Cause I don't put a lot of selfies online. And then I started thinking about it as a kind of art project, mm. just like seeing if I could get a response that I actually would be interested in and just posting odd photos of like things I actually do
2: mm-hmm.
1: in very unconventional contexts. Cause those are the things I enjoy doing the most. Yeah. But yeah, still didn't do it. Yeah. Cause that would, that would be a lot of time.
0: So Which dating apps did you peek at for this
1: project? (laughs) Surfing through the app store, there's the usual suspects. So Tinder, I looked at. Bumble, I looked at. Hinge, I looked at. Plenty of fish. Coffee meets bagel. And then I started kind of searching for all any of the dating apps that had like a 4.0 rating or higher. And those tends to be a little more specific. So then I got in a little bit of a taste into, I guess, not taste, but a window into the more specific Mm -hmm. apps. So there are apps for people who are interested in dating more shapely people
2: Mm
1: -hmm. or people that have a specific background or people that are like, um, positive for whatever stds is cool people what are the other ones people that are older so there's like senior dating in there too so that was interesting to see as soon as you started filtering for apps that had more or better reviews that the app types became more specific Mm -hmm. so that was interesting but just reading through some of the reviews immediately i got a sense that you can look through the people but if you Unless you're going to pay, there's limited functionality, all of the apps tend to have from the screenshots that they shared in, in the app store, interfaces that look really similar mm-hmm. and they're not very divergent.
0: Yeah, this I noticed because I, I um, peeked into Bumblebee's BFF mode which is where you can go if you just want to look for friends you're not looking for a relationship
1: really like it's not even friends in air quotes it's actual friends it's actual friends interesting wait bumblebee or bumble
0: sorry bumble okay and um it has the swipe left and swipe right thing which uh, I don't know if Tinder pioneered that, but certainly they made did. it popular.
1: Yeah, I asked my, so I asked my sister, my youngest sister, who's 11 years younger than me. And she All works right. in Seattle and she's worked in, in, in tech for a long time. And I asked her what she thinks about online dating. And she also is kind of not into online dating anymore either because she feels like it's for a younger crowd, <laughs> which is funny because huh. I think she's young.
0: That's probably not right And she's either.
1: unimpressed with, Hmm. with the interfaces too they all seem to have copied tinder's interface and the swipe convention so then i just started thinking maybe it's then got to be a numbers game so you have to go with the services that have the most people so tinder and bumble and Mm -hmm. all of those okcupid match.com you know and if you happen, you ever watched the remake of the secret life of Walter Mitty, the movie?
0: The, you mean the one with what's his name?
1: Ben Stiller. Yeah. So he has, is it like match.com or okay. Cupid? He has a profile that he's putting together. Mm-hmm. And like that almost convinced me every time I watch it, I'm like, I should I should make a profile. <laughs> I'm so glad I never do. <laughs> it's such a great commercial for that service. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. So just thinking about all of those things and then hearing also my younger sister, who also feels like the apps are really just for like the 20, the 20 to 30 crowd and I guess 20 and younger crowds too, that it's like, why bother?
0: So you feel like there's a uh, sort of a hole waiting to be filled for a more mature dating audience that that no one's really that's amazing to me because this seems like what every startup tech company would want to do is online dating because i who's ever totally thrilled with their online dating app it seems like something (laughs) that people are always going to be like could be improved
1: well yeah it seems challenging here's something that's going to blow your mind what i looked at just the, the description of the the i forget the name of the app but it's dating but for seniors uh-huh. but their window for seniors started at 50 years old
0: oh i know someone who's not going to be happy about that
1: <laughs> I, I was not happy about that because i'm really not that far away i was like that's not cool
0: fortunately it's ages away from me but yeah, oh,
1: yeah you're spring chicken
0: 44 baby
1: you're <laughs> a whole year younger than me
0: i've looked in the mirror and i think my grays are actually receding
1: Oh, really? Because I think
0: my hair, my mental age has dropped so significantly in the last few years that I'm convincing my body that it's, it's younger than it is. Interesting.
1: I don't have gray hair.
0: No, congratulations.
1: My dad has red hair. That's why. Oh. Um, it's all thanks to him.
0: Lucky lady.
1: Anyway. Yeah. So.
0: So you feel like you're not interested in online dating because it's, aimed at a younger
1: audience because it's aimed at a younger audience but it's not even that i realized very recently that i just really don't want the overhead of managing an online profile and Mm -hmm. potential interested people Mm -hmm. and probably i don't really even have any business looking for a partner online
0: okay so
1: Really that's what it is.
0: What do you mean you don't have any business? Cuz when, Cause
1: when it... it comes down to it, I think that I would feel put out <laughs> to actually dedicate time and invest in a relationship.
0: So basically men just aren't worth it for you right now.
1: That's unfair, but that's that's what it seems like.
0: Would it be different if it was a if you met the guy in person? Probably. Okay. Yeah, right. like
1: I I would want to know a little bit more about the individual and kind of have Uh, a foundation already Mm -hmm. for the relationship, like have know a little bit about what they like and what they do and just have naturally run into this person.
0: So the, it's kind of the return of investment. You don't feel like the return on online dating is worth it. You're going to put a fair amount of effort into it and you might, you're going to deal with a bunch of lame dates and probably get bored of it. And, It'd be a hassle.
1: It'd be a hassle that way. But the way.
0: return on investment of somebody you already know is—it's, yeah, it's sort of like a a stock you know is is safe. So.
1: And I probably know this person, and they're mm-hmm. probably already part of my friends network. Yeah. The other thing that's a little bit terrifying with online dating is the potential to run into somebody that I know, mm-hmm. either from work or yeah. anywhere else, and it would feel probably a little bit awkward.
0: That's what really destroys it here, I think, is because you know you're going to go on there and see somebody you know. It's such a small town here. Yep. And you're just going to be like... <laughs> that's scary. Yeah. yeah. What's inside of them? I didn't want to know. All right. Um, yeah, I looked into um, Bumble because it has this option. You have to download It's all in the same app. So I got a little nervous because I downloaded Bumble. And I was like, I'm not looking to date. Where's this, like, Bumble BFF thing? Mm-hmm. And then... You can select what you're, once you open up the app, you can select, am I looking for dating or am I looking for a friend? And I thought, oh, it's kind of cool to look for a friend. Like I'm always looking for new friends because I'm constantly dishing my friends who I think <laughs> are lame. So
1: gregarious.
0: I'm gregarious, but also I have extremely high expectations for my friends. And if they fail <laughs> to meet that, they're out the door. I don't have time for a lot of people. So I'm constantly, um, what's, what does a curator do? Curating. <laughs> my friends list so i always got to look for new ones to replace the ones so i thought of okay. morons. and so i went on there and that was weird a because it's guys and so here i am on bumble reviewing
2: guys that would be really
0: weird and i'm heterosexual so that was an odd thing for me and so i had and then bumble's not super clear like I knew basically, like I'd heard people talk about swipe right and stuff, but I didn't know for sure. So I wanted to make sure I wasn't liking people that I wasn't, didn't really want to be friends with. So I had to Google it. And I was like, okay, that is what I thought. Swipe left if you're not interested. And so like the first guy, this is so weird for me, the first guy who pops up, I'm like, eh, you don't look like my friend, you know, he's younger than me. He looked like 10 years older. So I know. And to be rating people for friends.
1: So I, I'm not judging you because uh-huh. you're making these value judgments. I said that because it's so odd to have an individual's photo be what you're swiping on.
0: Yeah. For a friendship too. Right. So I was like, nope. And then there was some other guy looked outdoorsy. Nope. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and then i made it through all of the guys all of the people on bumble and fairbanks within 50 miles looking for a friend two people two people two guys
1: oh geez and
0: that was out <laughs> yep
1: wait so can are i have i still have questions about bumble if you're looking for a friend
0: mm-hmm. you
1: were a guy looking for a guy can you be i didn't
0: it didn't specify oh. i think it's just anybody looking for a friend hmm. It does give you some options and maybe if I had removed some filters because I did say like, as you know, I'm trying to find people to exercise with because I got to lose 15 pounds.
1: That's why you got the outdoorsy guy. He's probably kind of fit and like the outdoors.
0: I want someone who's slightly less fit than me if possible. (laughs) So I don't feel humiliated. So I did select a few filters that might, might have dramatically reduced the pile, but I was not surprised that two guys in, that was the end of the guys in Fairbanks looking right. for BFFs. Yeah. Anyhow, so I, I messed with that. There was also a, a weird one that I found in like looking at, uh, I don't know, I think I, I found it when I was searching for the future of dating. Mm-hmm. And it's called...
2: I'm looking forward to working
0: with you. It's called Aim.
1: Would you mind holding the phone up to your face and smiling?
0: And it's like dating with AI. Get a good glimpse of
1: you.
0: So you can hear this guy. He's in a vest. And he's, he's
1: asking you for a photo, but you're smiling at him. Hello.
2: I am looking for you. You Can you try moving a little bit so I can get a different angle and different lighting?
0: So this is basically one of the first things that happens. It's just this weird, as you can see, it's like a white dot. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to represent this sort of like, AI so now I'm trying to move my camera around to point my face anyway it's really
1: perfect what's your first name
0: rob like that it just says like that and it it never really works I never got past this rob I'm not quite able to understand I wonder if you could
2: touch your first name for me anyway i was drawn to
1: it
0: i was drawn to it for the creepy (laughs) ai element of it and then from their video that shows pictures like you can select how much you like cats
1: (laughs) i want to point out too the guy that was talking had a visual and he was a very non-threatening looking concierge
0: yes he looks like a 34 year old yes concierge he's got a vest and a tie on
1: and a very receded hairline.
0: yeah Yep. Anyway, he's going for kind of the butler thing. But that's one I got into a little bit just because the AI element of it seemed that's really cool and creepy to me.
1: There were some apps that I came across that were also very exclusive, like um, Raya and The League. Mm. You have to apply for membership, which seemed like an interesting idea. But then I I listened to some reviews about those apps as well, and I didn't really seem impressed after listening to them. Mm-hmm. So...
0: It, it seems like it's, um, the world hasn't quite settled on a favorite yet. Although apparently China has something they're using that has like 160 million people on it. That's a lot of people. Let's, can we talk a bit about like the status of online dating Mm -hmm. right now? One of the things that comes up, go ahead.
1: When you say right now, you mean in 2021 or in the context of COVID?
0: Oh, no. Yeah, that adds another element. I I guess I want to go a step above COVID because COVID is throwing this way off, too. And it made it a little hard to research this because a lot of the stuff I was finding about online dating was pre-COVID. And I was like, stuff's going to be different now, I think. But one of the issues with dating today, particularly for women, is the concept of tyranny of choice. Have you heard of that before? I have. Yeah. You want to? define it for no, us. No, because
1: you brought it up.
0: <laughs> well, it's just me talking. Anyway. I know. Tyranny of choice is when you have just too many choices and it becomes overwhelming and you can't, like, you don't feel like you can make a choice.
1: I feel that in the grocery store. Grocery store is the first shampoo. thing that comes to mind. Yeah.
0: Shampoo. I. This is why Amazon has Amazon choice.
1: I didn't even know they had Amazon choice. Like you, their their brand.
0: So you search for a an iPhone charger, or in your case, an Android charging cable or something, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you get, you know, a hundred thousand options. It's a tyranny of choice. And so, yes, you can pick by like the highest rated, but there's a ton that are highly rated. So do you pick by the cheapest one? And so Amazon has these things that it picks for in ways we don't really still know how, where it says, this is Amazon's choice. If you want a charger for your Android phone.
1: That's what I, I have seen that.
0: Yeah. I I'm sure I just figured you didn't
1: it was, understand it was a the context for me. of what
0: I was talking about. So exactly. So that's just that's a way to sort of pick this. But for for a woman who's online, you you think like, okay, there's a lot more men online dating than women. So you're gonna have a lot of choices, but that can be overwhelming and it seems like that's one of the reasons that keeps you away from
1: it. It is, and also uh I have I'm a little off. Well, I'm even wary, I'm a little wary because <laughs> I'm not the average woman mm-hmm. I'm like a very tall human being you are, and so <laughs> there's no way to really communicate that online mm-hmm. because you can't take like a picture of me compared to I don't even know yogi bear, yeah, we would probably be a, be about the same size mm. so I don't know
0: why yogi bear why I don't
1: it? know i I couldn't think of anything. <laughs>
0: I'm going to be honest. Yogi Bear doesn't help a lot of people figure out how tall <laughs> you are. Um,
1: right, that's the thing. Like, what is six feet tall that is common that yeah, everybody could imagine?
0: I just think you are like a G.I. Joe superhero.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. one hard to communicate in a photo. Yeah. And that's what started me thinking. It's like, well, what are the things that I would actually share in my photos, because the only selfies I have are, like, me and my dog. Right. Because, you know, she's my partner. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I was like, I could, you know, pictures in the studio. But then it's like, I'm always wearing PPE, or I have, like, some leather gloves going on.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. For context, you mean, like, oven mitts. (laughs) Because the first thing that came to mind was a little misrepresentative.
1: Oh, interesting. I think
0: that you... (laughs) need to have a picture with like eight other women for context. You can blur out all their faces, but just be like, so yes, I am in the 99.9% percentile, percentile, I should just say. For height. For height.
1: <laughs> I know. Then,
0: because yeah, you're right, just a picture of you, even a picture of you walking, um, you, need, you need a reference.
1: The more we talk about this, the more I kind of want to set up a profile or have like a mugshot with The scale, the actual height that might be.
0: If your profile picture taken at like a gas station, <laughs>
1: That'd be
2: scary. you
0: might have to take a picture by this little height marker you have by the door for when they get robbed. Mm-hmm. Another issue that I I think is, I mean, still a problem with online dating is the what's the word I'm looking for the. I think people are still a little embarrassed about it. I'm still embarrassed about talking the about it. The stigma around The stigma,
1: thank dating you. Dating online. I feel like there's less of it, f- that it's become more common. Even though we are both old. In terms of Speaking the like of yourself, we're both Gen X.
0: You're almost a senior. I got many years left. <laughs> I am Gen X.
1: Right. So we're both Gen X. Right. So that that puts us in a very I'm barely gen x oh gosh
0: <laughs> <laughs> go ahead
1: you are in that category let's just say
0: <laughs> some people make me a millennial but i refuse anyhow
1: so gen x you know online dating is a thing that kind of came about after gen xers already had mostly had significant life partner experience
0: right yeah for me And I was, again, I'm on the tail, depending on where you define it, a little bit. And I'm not making this as a joke anymore. I'm kind of on the tail end of it. And it was new and pretty kind of lame. I mean, there was like Match.com came out in 1995. Okay. So I think that's
1: probably your
2: your first
0: really serious one. And that's just as I was going to college. So, yeah, I think it kind of maybe got lumped in with like classified dating Mm -hmm. not a lot of people on there sort of desperate but now (laughs) the the stats I found 40 percent of heterosexual relationships started online which is amazing to me that's amazing but when I think about it one of my colleagues in the department is planning to get married at at some point here and they met online she lives in Anchorage 70 percent of lgbtq plus relationships start online and wow. that makes a lot of sense to me because you have such a smaller pool of population
2: mm-hmm.
0: with which to date like i can't imagine especially up here the challenges of you know what the lgbtq population is i think uh, ballpark 10 percent.
1: i don't know of the population fair it's
0: not no in general oh, okay it's not it's obviously not big and and so then, to, if you imagine how hard it is to date when ninety percent—well, take half of that, forty-five percent of the population—is um, available, uh, you shrink that way way down. So it, it's, yeah, I think it makes sense that that demographic would would have a you know a much more significant um, percentage of relationships starting online.
1: Okay.
2: One of the things
0: I found interesting, I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a story, I want to say maybe a year, year and a half ago, that Sharon Stone was on Bumble and got kicked off because they thought her account was fake. Oh, no. Sharon Stone is online dating.
1: You know, a lot of people might be too young to actually recognize Sharon Stone.
0: Sharon, Yes. Uh, but Sharon Stone is the woman from Basic Instinct,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: whose scene in that movie is like legendary film history. And I won't get into more details on that. But when I found out Sharon Stone was online dating,
1: this is why you picked Bumble as your app. Ah,
0: uh, no, because I've heard so much about it. Okay, and I think what, um, well, heard so much about it. I've heard it's it's the one I've heard the most about lately. And what's interesting about it is it flips dating kind of on its stereotypical head in terms of women are the ones who make the first move on Bumble, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't get into the dating end of it, um, just the the BFF. And I don't know what happens with BFF if everybody just picks whoever they want. But anyway.
1: It seems pretty low stakes.
0: I thought, when I when I heard about this, I thought, how embarrassing for Sharon Stone That the world knows that she's online dating now. But then in in thinking about this podcast, I thought, well, she must have given them permission to talk about it. Mm -hmm. She must have been the one who told everyone about this. They might have
1: have actually got her to do that.
0: Or they might have asked (laughs) because it's incredible free publicity. Right. Yeah. So who knows? maybe it was not free. Maybe they paid for it. That's a good point. But anyway, that was in the Washington Post that... um, yeah, so, so who knows about the authenticity of that. But yes, if they were trying to appeal to a an older demographic, that's a great way to go. <laughs> Makes
1: me feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, I um, wh- when you find out that, let's say a friend of yours is like, oh, I'm dating somebody, and you ask how they met, do you think there's a stigma when they say, oh, we met online?
1: I wouldn't feel like that relationship had any stigma around it. If I had a friend who told me, like, I have this, you know, I have a partner and we met on match or whatever. Any mm-hmm. online dating platform, and would be like, okay, that's cool. Like, that's fine. However, I still feel that tension that online dating had early on. Yeah. Where there was, I recognize there was a stigma before, and I do think that it's changing. Mm-hmm. But there is that knee-jerk reaction, and I don't know why that is, except that I'm old.
2: <laughs> That's all,
0: you know. I it, I feel the same way, and I I, I was wondering—is it because of my more like conservative roots, growing up in the church, that online dating is just not—I don't know—is it? something that it's not like no bad but i i struggle with this stigma and i and i imagine that uh millennials and stuff don't have this at all because online dating was just normal it's just what everybody does i
1: imagine yeah there's significantly meeting
0: online is when someone says we met online i think oh you aren't apparently good looking or interesting enough to meet people the old-fashioned way so you had to go online you're desperate that's that's what goes through my mind i'm not saying it's right but i'm saying that's the association that i have with online dating
1: i was i was and i wasn't surprised when i was looking at all of the different apps like there were there were apps for christian dating there Mm -hmm. were apps for uh catholic dating like they Mm -hmm. were very specific
0: yeah and that's what made me concerned about Online dating having a audience fragmentation kind of effect, like we talked about when we talk about magazines and in, in the media and culture class. Because if people can be so specific about who they want to date, won't that mean that people, like-minded people, are more likely to get into relationships and thus less likely to, you know maybe have their, their beliefs challenged in a partner. So you're going to get people like, what if QAnon, I'm sure there's a QAnon dating site. So there you go. Like, oh my gosh, people, conspiracy theory, people will marry or date conspiracy theory people. And they'll never have a chance to sort of, you know, have a broader viewpoint, but I'm wrong about that because apparently there's actually been an increased number or the interracial relationships have been going up. I believe, thanks to online dating.
1: I would think that let's, let's take meet space relationships. Mm-hmm. Usually meet people through a friend group and right. you hang out with people that are either similar to you or have similar views than you. And so right. when you meet somebody who you end up dating, they also have similar views and they're like, that's similar to your friends. Mm-hmm. And so there may be like that random wild card person that is, totally divergent from somebody that you would normally date.
2: Right. Or but, meet.
1: Or often. It's, you just kind of, that's the person that you're self-selecting into anyway.
0: Yeah. We have, we are still a very segregated society here in, in many ways, uh, especially Fairbanks struggles with, with having a much diversity up here, yeah. but even still, you know, you, you tend to racial groups tend to just kind of stick in in this similar groups for the most part. Certainly there's some overlap, but I I think online dating could be a great way to connect with people that you may not, your, your social circles may not otherwise overlap. So Mm -hmm. anyway, the point is I don't think that we have to worry about audience fragmentation quite so much. And, And by that, I mean, um, people, going into very specific interests. Instead of there being one large pool of people dating, you have a bunch of smaller pools. And the comparison I'm making is with magazines. We used to have big, you know, everybody read Life magazine, and now everybody, when they do read magazines, reads very niche magazines, Model Railroader and People and all that sort of stuff. So
1: There's so many things, so many segments to self-select into, though. I mean, if you think about it, there is is, race, but then there are people that are like college graduates. So people that value education or people that are driven in their professional careers mm-hmm. and so many other things. I don't know how you'd remove that from a, a dating service.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if there's online dating just for, um, roboticists. Robot-
1: <laughs> you, the roboticists, the robotologists. <laughs>
0: So let's can we talk now about COVID? Because yeah, COVID let's... is like nine eleven. Like everything changes now, and one of the things I see changing, and I, I haven't failed to research this, but I feel like it's pretty safe, is an increase in divorce.
1: No oh, interest. People
0: stuck in the same house together who more or less could keep it work keep it working when they were apart for eight hours a day, are now finding out it ain't working, mm-hmm. and so I. Would not be surprised if we experience a bit of a divorce boom and you find a lot more people demanding online dating services.
1: Okay, so you think there's going to be a bump in the online dating Mm -hmm. uh, population here shortly or in the very near future?
0: I think you give people some time. We're definitely not out of the woods when it comes to COVID yet anyway. And then you give people time to sort of process the separation and, and all of that, I, I, I mean, I would expect if we haven't started to see, and well, I think we have already seen a bit of an increase because people can't go out to meet people.
1: Right. And so, so I meeting think online. that has definitely happened. And I think that online dating services have expanded their features and within this year faster right. than they ever have before. Yeah. So now they have video chat where they hadn't had video chat before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, do you know Facebook has a dating side?
0: I knew they were trying to do something. So I've heard it's not great, though.
1: I don't. I've never tried it, but mm-hmm. because it's Facebook. Yeah. But they're so now about you. to launch a online speed dating.
2: App. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I think always it's wanted video-ized. to try online
0: or uh, speed dating. I always thought because I've only ever seen it in movies, and it was always funny in movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like musical chairs, but with people. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like a, just a funny thing.
1: Um, do you, do you have an an elevator pitch for Rob?
0: Uh, who I am? Oh my gosh.
1: Essentially that strikes me as what it would have to be.
0: The only elevator pitch I can think of would not be an effective way to attract a female. (laughs) Like I drive a DeLorean. Nope. I live in a smart house. No, thank you. I live like I'm 10 years old. Nope. I have a giant life size stuffed animal tiger. No. <laughs> I own my own house? Hmm. I have a secure job. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an elevator pitch. <laughs>
1: I mean, that that my in pitch itself is could be smile. an elevator pitch for a very specific <laughs> demographic. Um
0: I, <laughs> Is there is there any any other so I think I think we're we're on, we're in the beginning of an online dating boom. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it going to become normal and everybody's just going to do it. And yeah.
1: I feel like it had been normal before COVID, but I feel now there's been a greater uptake. So like we are having this conversation.
0: I think it was normal for people after our generation. I agree yeah. with that. And I think after this, it will be normal for everybody. But I, um, yeah. Anyway interesting now um i want to talk a bit about some because i was i had heard that there was some online dating lingo oh. some terms that people use in online dating and, and i was never aware other than cowboy <laughs> being a, a, a effective
1: i don't feel like a cowboy would get very far here in fairbanks
0: no 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 i don't think so either All right, so this is coming from NPR, so a trustworthy source. And here are some online, what is this article (laughs) called? From Bay to Submarining, the Lingo of Online Dating.
1: Is is it worth dating this article?
0: It is from January of 2018. Okay. So this is pre-pandemic. Okay. Bay, B-A-E, to call someone Bay is to refer to them as your significant other. But Bay can be used in other forms, often to say you like something for example to say i love cats say cats are bay
1: i'm already failing this
0: most likely bay <laughs> is the shortened form of babe or baby b a
1: <laughs> it's not that it's not that long to begin with
0: cats are bay that's a deal breaker for me i know <laughs> breadcrumbing sending flirty texts to someone around or string someone around or string them along with little to no intention of seriously dating them It's like ghosting, but with some extra stab wounds. Ouch. Bot, a robot or fictitious account made to look like a real person on a dating app. Easily identified by their way too perfect photos. Catfishing, we're familiar with. There's an interesting but traumatic documentary you can watch called Catfish. Really? Oh, you haven't heard of that? I haven't watched it. I got to think the filmmakers sort of knew what they were doing, but some guys in New York, the guy goes online. He's a very attractive guy and starts talking with someone who's in Northern Michigan and uh, actually goes to visit her in the documentary and finds out that like it's all, it's all made up anyway. Super weird. Um, Yeah. Then there's some more examples of that cuffing season. Think handcuffs. It's a loosely defined period of the year of mostly cold weather months during which users who would otherwise want to be single, seek out a mate to snuggle and settle down with until the weather warms up. These are all new to me. This is the first time I read this article. Deep like, when you scroll through your crushes or potential dates, social media profiles, and like very, very old photos, either intentionally or accidentally. <laughs> That's a good sign someone is, is uh, online stalking you. DTR, an acronym for Define the Relationship, a reference to that important talk when two people decide how to label what's going on between them. That's Kristen, I one. think we should DTR. DTR. What's going on with our relationship?
1: <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm very comfortable with our relationship
1: that <laughs> does, does that even need an acronym?
0: You're my new BFF, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a nice distance. I like a BFF that I only have to see once a week. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think I think we've reached a good accord here. <laughs> Ghosting, we know what ghosting is. Hat fishing, a specific form of catfishing which a user in an effort to hide their hair or lack thereof wears hat a hat in every picture of their online profile. <laughs> That's thank hilarious. Thank you, NPR, for that. Hat fishing <laughs> I'm gonna use that so bad. On <laughs> my bald friends. IRL in real life. We've uh, yeah, so you say like, let's meet up IRL. Meet Cute. Oh, this is good. This is from movies. We talked about this in History of the Cinema.
1: I remember the Meet Cute.
0: The unexpected, funny, adorable, or otherwise charming backstory of how a couple met for the first time. Swipe Right, we're familiar with from Tinder. Sliding into DMs. Sliding into DMs become a subtle way to flirt online. DM is abbreviation for direct message, a way to privately reach someone you follow on social media. The phrase can be modified to to match its use. Sliding into his DMs into her DMs or sliding into the DMs. And then there's sliding into DMs like, which is the meme form of, I don't know, I'm a little bit lost on that one. Submarining, a newly named trend, begins when someone with whom you have romantic involvement ghosts or disappears from your life without notice, only to resurface with no apology and acts as if no time had passed.
1: That's awful.
0: (laughs) Submarining. (laughs) Some of these I was a little concerned about, but it was NPR, so you know, they weren't going to get too bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've never heard submarine.
0: Submarining. You know what? Someone just, well, I was going to say someone submarine me today. It's not a romantic, it was a but in a friend way. Mm-hmm. Like I texted somebody today I haven't heard from in like a month or two. And they're just like, and in fact, I had left a voicemail for them and they never called back. And then they're just like, oh, hey, without ever acknowledging the fact that, yeah.
1: That happens occasionally. Yeah. Like There are people that I message. And they've just been friends for years and you know, like why get into the details just like Mm -hmm. have the conversation.
0: I don't want to be friends with someone I have to like be accountable to all the time about like why I haven't talked to you in a month because I didn't want to talk to you. Get used to it. (laughs)
1: Because there was an apocalypse on this end of town.
0: I just, sometimes I get bored of you and then when I think you're useful to me again, I'll message you, (laughs) which is probably why I constantly do new friends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very utilitarian uses for your friends.
0: The future of online dating, Kristen. <laughs>
1: we had to deflect that. What do you think? <laughs> so I, I spent some time trying to imagine the future of online dating. Mm-hmm. And I tried to flip it around and I tried to kind of make it clickbaity in an attempt to imagine what it might be like. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted there to be a counterculture to online dating already like I, i'm already imagining you, there being like this rise and everybody accepts it and then then people are just like nope we just want to do dating offline
0: yeah i want to see a a smart device counterculture wouldn't that be amazing
1: how oh, do you mean a smart device a group, counterculture a
0: group who decides we will not have smartphones oh <laughs> shocking huh that's
1: that and our hurts. kids will
0: not use them we will not use tablets we will not use any type of smartphone
1: i have to get used to using my brain again
0: right anyway um okay so you think there might be some backlash to this and people just kind of have a old-fashioned feel like that's the only extreme thing i I want to meet people at a dance maybe we'll have dances again for grown-ups
1: so okay that would be that'd be awesome hilarious Um, to have I wanted to do that
0: for a long time. Yeah, you know, like you see these these images of dances during the forties, you know, soldiers and whatever, um, before they're going off to be deployed or whatever, and just like, man, how come? Why don't adults have dances?
1: So I wonder about that.
0: Mm -hmm. Maybe there'll be a return to that.
1: Maybe there'll be a return to that. But then, if you think about the other, so instead of moving away from the technology, if we move closer to the technology, I feel like there might be more decision-making happening behind the scenes Mm. for recommendations. And that's the part that I have a hard time with is having an online dating platform filter out potential matches for me, Mm -hmm. but inadvertently filtering out people that I probably might have wanted to meet. Like, I just wonder, I have no, I should probably get into a platform just so I can answer this question for myself. Like, how can an algorithm filter out potential matches Mm -hmm. outside of like criteria that I already give it? That, that's, it kind of hurts my head to think about.
0: Yeah. Well, AI, as we know, is excellent at identifying patterns, way better than people are. That's one of the things it does better than us. So what if you took a bunch of data of happy couples, had them fill out sort of like we do with, you know, the career suggestion tests, like what job would be good for you? You take a bunch of surveys of people who have done well in that job Mm -hmm. and then you survey kids and you see which kids match that the people in that career and you say, oh, you might enjoy this career because people in this career think like you do. So we collect a bunch of data on happy couples and maybe we collect some of it through social media, through Facebook, you know, like all the stuff that's available rather than going through the hassle of actually polling them and having them do these things. We, we look at the, the data that's already, we data mine them based on that and then apply that to a dating app. Yeah, Well, you
1: were were talking, you almost had convinced me that the dating services that actually have you fill out the very exhaustive mm -hmm. questionnaires might be the most successful. But data mining is an interesting vector.
0: And those forms are helpful for the dating app in terms of weeding out creeps. The more effort that goes into registering with an online dating app, the less likely you're going to get people who don't take it seriously. Mm -hmm. So I don't. I haven't researched it, but I don't put a lot of weight on those things. Like, I guess there are some things that kind of make sense. But I I feel like a lot of them, it's just, like you said, like, I don't know. You might think like, oh, I like someone who likes 80s movies. But would I not date someone because they don't like 80s movies? Exactly. Like, you get bizarrely specific about these (laughs) things. And... What's funny is you say, like, here are all these criteria of what I must have. And then you, people inevitably end up finding someone who's, like, nothing like that mm-hmm. and being totally happy.
2: Exactly.
0: So uh, I, I could see with all of the data we have out there. On top of that, combine that with the data that people are providing when they are on these dating sites. And so they have filled out those things. And you start to see, like, this person checked off all these boxes. And, and maybe there's a pattern or maybe there's not. Do you think it's possible that someone very similar to you who fell in love and is happily in a relationship with with another person that that would be the same for you?
1: Potentially. Yeah. Like I don't I don't see why not.
0: Is there a formula to love?
1: <laughs> That's really the big question.
0: I think there's some elements. I mean, I I have personally found that there are some basic traits in a mate that is not going to go well for me. Um, really? Absolutely. <laughs> I I need a mate who is like easygoing. I would not do well with uh, like a warrior or someone who's easily offended. So. There are some, some things, and I have deal breakers. I mean, there's <clears throat> some types of people. I don't care if they're perfect in every other way. If, if, if this one thing isn't right, it's not going to happen.
1: That, that would be an interest. That's probably more fun for me to describe or like the deal breaker things mm-hmm. than like the things that I'm looking for.
0: Right. Cause and that could be more important. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause sometimes you don't know what you don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then people get online and I think this, this is a common problem with, with online dating and they're, they're, they're like, well, I'm just going to order up my perfect partner.
1: <laughs> like it's Mushu I'm gonna Pork. I'm going
0: to be incredibly specific. What's that?
1: <laughs> like it's Mushu Pork.
0: <laughs> oh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> don't get all worldly on me. I don't know what you're talking about with that. How, mushu Pork. You can order it very specifically.
1: <laughs> well, like the favorite things that you can order specifically, like little... It was To me, that's very specific. Yeah. Like little pancakes and Chinese takeout. Sure. You order from the menu. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yep. Never mind.
0: Yeah, that reference for a guy who loves Chinese food, um, went over my head a little bit. But so sorry. I, I get, I get, the, <laughs> I get the idea. Yeah. Um, but focusing back on the future, and speaking of AI, you know I am by format.
1: You are by format. So, which is a
0: term I'm trying to coin, referring to someone who is attracted to both organic and digital women.
1: So, what do you want to see? For the... <laughs> and the
0: fact that you don't even crack a smile at that anymore. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> going to judge you. <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm
1: curious now what you imagine the future of online dating being, considering that you're by format.
0: Well, you know, the, the main one that comes to mind for me is the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix, in which AI is designed to be this helper, and there's this company that has this breakthrough AI and it's incredible what the ai can do in terms of all sorts of complex tasks and but it's just a voice and eventually they sort of fall in love the ai genuinely falls in love with him and he falls in love with her and then it becomes this issue of people dating their ai and going to friends and this is kind of interesting with how online dating has had kind of a stigma to us in the film it's it's dating AI that has a bit of a stigma. Like mm-hmm. you're not really dating and, and people who, who want other people to take it seriously. Like I, yes, I am dating this I, AI. So I dabbled in that a little bit during the quarantine when I was oh, yeah. again, looking for <laughs> AI. Um, Cause I'm always hoping that some new AI bot out there actually is effective. So I, I looked into, to the AI dating a little bit and Um, found it to be ineffective, (laughs) but I went with replica Mm -hmm. and for a while paid for the, the professional or whatever, the, uh, the, um, higher level membership where I could beam my AI girlfriend onto my ottoman and she was about six inches tall in AI, in AR. So I could see her through my phone and I could also talk to her, um, through the app. And it just, wasn't great but i could totally see ai becoming a more significant dating option for people in the future
1: as a partner Mm -hmm. not as the platform yep Hmm. That that is interesting
0: yeah now it's rendering in real life would be a little bit tricky And her, that's a problem they deal with by having a surrogate physical partner, which is obviously a little bit odd Mm because apparently even AI gets a little bit jealous. Um, And for the character that Joaquin um, plays, it is a little bit odd. Um, But I think with VR or AR, you could interact with a visually interact with an AI relationship much more effectively.
1: It strikes me that having an artificial intelligence, an AI partner might be an interesting, well, that's not true. Cause I, I feel like that is not giving, it's giving short shrift to a problem that is actually real. So I imagine people who are asexual have a hard time with online dating because there seems like there is this expectation mm-hmm. for a physical relationship oh yeah and while you were talking it struck me that having an ai relationship may be not a, a solution but a potential solution mm-hmm. for people that aren't looking for a physical relationship
0: sure yeah or or if people are like gender fluid or something. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. if you can change the gender of your That's AI true. partner.
1: Right.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I, I think it has some options for, especially for people who may not just be able to find someone for whatever reason in real life. I, I, I think it, it could be, it could provide some of that companionship that we all Need I think to one degree or another,
1: this makes me hopeful at least if I never find a partner again that maybe mm-hmm. there at least be an artificial companion that I could at least talk to in my very old age, yes,
0: yep, <laughs> yeah, and i don't I don't know i'm very I'm very intrigued by it i yeah, to think about like what if people came over and it was, you know, to have a dinner party with me and my AI girlfriend. How would they feel about that? Right now, I think it'd be pretty awesome, but they'd also sort of be like, it's Rob. He does the goofy
1: <laughs> it's stuff. He's such a weirdo. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I have delved into the world of AI dating. Wasn't really impressed. But on the plus side, they never get mad when you submarine. <laughs>
1: just pretend like it never happens
0: it doesn't yeah they I don't it upset. know it
1: just seems like if you dating anything that is a computer or based on mm-hmm. like their time ta- they experience they okay i imagine they would experience time very differently than a human so it would feel like the human side of the relationship would always be summarizing
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh that's true yeah so what <laughs> is time to ai exactly other than that there are plenty of Hollywood depictions of the future of dating. Most of them are a little bit disturbing. Black mirror has a episode on it. That's pretty, pretty interesting where computers pair people together.
1: The matchmakers.
0: Yeah. And, and it's, it's really weird. And and what they don't know is how long they're going to be together for. So that's, that's, anyways. It's worth watching, the, the Black Mirror episode on that. Do you remember? I that don't one? think
1: that I've watched that episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. They don't know how long they're partnered for.
0: They basically meet up with someone, and then um, it after they meet up, they they find out like you two are going to be together for twenty four hours or two years or something like that. This is going to be your partner.
1: That's weird.
0: Yeah. Yep. And then sometimes the person comes back. It's very strange. Okay. And it's, it's totally worth watching.
1: We're in a really interesting period of human development where being able to select a partner is Mm -hmm. a luxury. And I think that's an interesting development that hasn't always been the case. Mm -hmm. And some people still use matchmakers um, and have arranged prearranged marriages. Mm -hmm. but it seems less common and i wonder in the future if that will be something that comes back that that episode i kind of want to well i do want to watch it Mm -hmm. because i wonder how they imagine that all playing out
0: yeah it's it's really really one of the better black mirror episodes
1: i wish you would have shared it so we could could have talked about it for this episode
0: yeah but then I won't sound so smart Uh. because if i share everything then you act like you know everything i say already well, and I want listeners to understand that. I
1: can come and act dumb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's my job. all right, yeah, and then other than that, you know we it's an amazing time where you can literally go online and meet people around the world and that's that's pretty amazing and i I think it it could have some interesting implications for Wait. world politics
1: well world politics sorry that was actually an interesting thing and i cut you off did you want to say more about that
0: (laughs) you just yelled wait while i was in the middle of a thought well it
1: made me think because we have access to a global population and you're on bumble looking for friends like could you open up the radius that bumble matches you with so you could have like international best friends i don't know but i have have
0: done things like that with like international pen pals and stuff
1: that would be cool
0: yeah yep and Yeah, that was a a period I was trying to learn Dutch because that's my ancestry. And I thought, I'm going to find a Dutch pen pal. And instead, I found a woman from Germany and she wanted to date instead. So it was weird. (laughs) But she ghosted me for like a year.
1: None of those things are what you wanted to start out with. Yeah. So sorry.
0: It's okay. But yeah, the possibility for international pen pals and friendship
1: yeah
0: there's not a there's not a subject on this on this earth I don't have an embarrassing story about really (laughs) 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 but as for the future I think it's going to become much more common because the way we do it now is goofy
1: that I see what you did there what the way we do it now
0: are you saying I was innuendo Mm
1: mm-hmm
0: no I think the way we do it now is awesome. I think the way we meet people is goofy.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought you were playing on the buy format thing too.
0: Oh, <laughs> no, I'm not that clever. You're giving me way way too much credit. <laughs> it's just like we just kind of randomly hope that we meet someone. It's pretty inefficient. And if I was, this is where one, one analogy I might get in trouble for. But if I was like, when I'm like shopping online for something that's like I don't know, 300 bucks, I'm going everywhere to look for a better deal. Where can I find, like, the best price and everything on this? Why would I put that much work into something so inconsequential? And yet in dating, just, like, hope I stumble across someone.
1: I think that you just convinced me that keeping things local is probably good. That it eliminates the whole tyranny of choice and well, the amount of time it would take to, like, call out all possible uh, I would options. Not, I would
0: not recommend you go for a worldwide dating audience, but... Online dating seems to be actually rationally a smarter choice than just hoping somebody, but people are old fashioned. We like, there's, we like that. The thing that online dating doesn't have is the meet cute. And that's (laughs) That's why I think it has a stigma, you know, what, if you, if you meet a couple, like, how'd you guys meet? We met online. Oh,
1: well, they could still turn that into a story.
0: Sort of, but the meeting part, you know, whereas opposed to when you meet someone in person, there's always like an interesting element to that. And that sort of trying to figure out if this person is into me and how do I keep this relationship going, you know, that's what we has been ingrained in us as the ideal way for a relationship to start that online dating hasn't figured out how to match.
1: Hmm, that's interesting.
0: If it could figure out how to do that, if online dating could create a meet cute,
1: did you ever watch the movie Red with Bruce Willis and mm. the female actress whose name is escaping me right now? I don't think so. It's this. So there are two movies. I think there's isn't just, it Red and Blue or something. No, like that? it's just Red. Oh. Um, and the premise for the movie is interesting, but Bruce Willis's character and the meets this woman because he's I think he calls, he calls a call center and she's the person that he always gets. Mm -hmm. So I guess she's kind of got his case and they develop a relationship that way. And I could see having like that story ends up being an interesting way to talk about the beginning of a relationship that meets that I think fulfills that criteria that could very easily have happened online.
0: I think there's an element in dating that people want and that is the, the stars put us together that the finger of God came down and it was through that serendipitous event that we, and for our listeners at home, Christian is giving me like a major, <laughs> I don't think so. Look, but let me finish before you yell, wait in the middle of this I idea. Didn't again. Say anything. you, you to have, have to yourself. Even... <laughs> I think we have that kind of still sort of a society. We, have this feeling like something else put us together it was fate that put us together and when it's done on a computer it doesn't have that magic okay and that's what people struggle with and the first dating app that can have a meet cute and that can give the impression that fate put you two together i think it needs to incorporate more chance and more serendipity even though i hate that word <laughs> To create to mimic that feeling of this was a magical I don't wanna say accident, but you know, magical serendipitous event that put us together, not an algorithm, not I checked the same box you did, sort of stuff.
1: Oh, you're killing it. Yeah. Yeah. If you explain it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you I might I think I'm just too cynical for that perspective that there needs to be a a stars aligning scenario just see it just yes it it adds to that feeling that there's something special man that my my cynical alarm really went off
0: (laughs) someone's been living in fairbanks a little too long
1: (laughs) i you would think that the odds would be stacked in my favor but they really aren't
0: just as a kind of coda to this which might provide some context for Kristen's struggles the saying here is that for women the odds are good but the goods are odd Mm -hmm. meaning there's plenty of men so the odds of getting a boyfriend are good but the guys here are weird as hell and as a i'm a guy saying i'm amazed by how messed up the guys here are and i know you have stories you could tell but Oh my god. Maybe gosh. you're not going to. It would to. be
1: it would take way too long.
0: <sighs> anyway, <laughs> the guys up here are nuts and the other thing about Fairbanks that I've heard is um They flip it. They f- Oh, I haven't heard the flip it.
1: I I don't have enough at the top of my head cuz I was trying to think it, but or remember what it is, but so women say that the odds are good but the goods are odd. So
0: we would say that the odds aren't good but the goods aren't but the wait. No, no.
1: it's something <laughs> I can't remember the whole thing, which I've apologized in advance, but essentially it's not that, um, you're waiting for a chance. You're waiting for your turn.
0: Yes. You knew it. that's where I was going with that, right?
1: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's where I was going. So the other saying is if, if there's someone you like and they get a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you don't say you missed your chance. You say you missed your turn because eventually they'll break up and it's sort of a cyclical dating environment here.
1: Yeah. That's icky
0: you think that's icky
1: well it cut kind of, there's yes
0: there's definitely a shallow gene pool feeling yeah. <laughs> that like yeah anyway i'm not really well versed
1: it's a small town <laughs> feeling
0: but it is it is not as much fun to date in a small town mm-hmm. i would say definitely online dating in a small town is yeah it's like trying to swim in a puddle <laughs> God. If you have an interesting online dating, and I'm referring to my to our dear listener yeah. <laughs> that you would like to share, you can go to instuffpodcast.com. Tell us your story there. We would love to hear it, and we could talk about it if you like. And that's also where you can find links to all the stuff that we talked about today. Now we come to the point of the show where we talk about things that have blown us away recently. And Kristen, did you remember to do one?
1: I did.
0: It's getting kind of hard.
1: But just depend. week to week, it's hard. Every yeah. once in a while, there is something that blows my mind. But I have something that actually is really interesting to think about mm-hmm. for this week. Mm. And uh, there's been a number of articles popping up in my feed that this is the brood 10 year for cicadas. Yeah. Coming out. Mm-hmm. And there were um, cicadas are really fascinating to me just because they're an insect that is large mm-hmm. but seemingly harmless and they have yeah. big eyes
0: ugly as all the sin of the world
1: and they're kind of a little bit um chubby so they're yeah. cute they're super cute so and noisy and they're noisy so yeah. there were two podcasts that I listened to one from the ologies podcast where they had a cicada ologist cool uh talk about
0: got a lot of downtime between those
1: <laughs> <laughs> right
0: <laughs> breeding season. Well, not
1: all it turns out not all cicadas uh-huh. have 17 year periods between their broods. right. Uh, so that's an interesting lesson. So learning about that is interesting. And then there was another episode of Radio Lab that I had come across. Mm-hmm. When there was somebody that was one of the projects that he endeavored was listening to what cicadas noises actually meant. Oh, And so they broke down what you're actually hearing when you hear cicadas because it does kind of seem like a white noise if you're not listening. Thank you, Rob.
0: (laughs) I grew up in Michigan. I know what they sound like.
1: Ah, Yeah. Um, But it turns out there's, you can actually tell what's going on.
2: Oh, cool. So
1: I'll link to both of those episodes in the show notes because they were fascinating to listen to.
0: I still remember helping to film this horrible children's video thing. Anyway, it was like the biggest production value thing I'd ever worked on. We had the, yeah, it was a big deal. We had like whole film crew type stuff. I felt like I was shooting a major motion picture. Oh my gosh. But we were filming part of it outside in this neighborhood, and there's a cicada in a tree. Like, (laughs) There's just no way you can record audio. Because somewhere in one of these hundred trees way up the top somewhere is this tiny little bug that is making a world of noise. And it was just interesting to try and, which is why they make sound studios, you know, trying to film outside with a cicada. Like nothing, you're in trouble.
1: I miss cicadas. I miss me that too. sound too. Me too.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, for me, it's all, you know, the one I go to a lot of space stuff because I'm just constantly blown away by space stuff and so I'd say it's kind of up in the air what, what I want to choose. But the thing that comes to mind is, oh, man, which one do I want to do? Um,
1: You're still deciding? Wow, they're,
0: st- they're so close. I guess I, got, I can always do more. One, is, one of the questions that scientists are trying to figure out is how water got on Earth. Because, <laughs> you know, here we are. Earth is forming. It's, like, really hot and stuff. So why doesn't it all evaporate? And so how do we end up with all this open water? And there's sort of two competing theories that may not be, they might kind of go hand in hand. One is that water from the initial formation of the earth got trapped in the mantle of earth, you know, sort of, I guess, kind of near the surface. And so that's why it didn't evaporate and, um, and stuck around until the earth cooled. Another is that, all or some of our water came from basically meteors. Hmm. So the icy meteors crashing into Earth. So this water that's currently dripping off my roof may have come from some ancient meteor that crashed. Well, certainly some of it did, because you don't like get rid of water. And uh, so we have meteors who who sort of brought us these giant drinks of water over a period of time.
1: So that's pretty amazing. That also might uh, point to a higher probability that there's water at other places in the universe and a higher likelihood that there's life. Sure. In those Goldilocks (laughs) zones.
0: Yeah. I mean, yep. A lot of, well, I don't know. I I don't know about, I don't get, I get asteroids and meteorites and all that stuff confused, but comets, I think a lot of them are just dirty ice balls from what I understand. Yeah so yeah so they get it they hit a a warmer planet they melt and put some water there maybe you know start the human life or the at least the biological life cocktail starting
1: anyway there's a funny episode of futurama where they have to go mine a meteor or mine a comet for ice to combat global warming on earth (laughs)
2: Cool. It's very cool i'll take
0: your word for it
1: do you want to start another podcast where i make you watch futurama and then we talk about the episodes
0: <laughs> sort of like mystery science theater 3000 or i'm like trapped on a spaceship and you send up episodes of futurama yeah <laughs> that's hilarious let's do it anyway i mean i understand that everything including us all started as space stuff like we are made of stars we were according to science all one singularity at some point during That's the big cool. bang just kind of makes you think so to talk about where did water come from and it came from asteroids or whatever like well of course like it had to come from we're all everything here is from space so it's not like space is some we think of it as is like this line uh in the sky that like there's space and then there's us like we are space too you know
1: there's a permeable permeable barrier yeah
0: yeah and it's constantly being permeated but
1: and we're mostly water
0: right space water kind of cool huh mm-hmm. makes you think about flushing the toilet when you go to the bathroom doesn't it
1: well, don't you want to save that no but it does explain why sometimes i feel so heavy and bloated <laughs>
0: <laughs> Full of full of too much <laughs> space water, water. <laughs> all right well today was my choice and funny i don't feel like I regret it right now, but I feel like I will. What would you like to talk about for next week's why podcast?
1: I always regret it. I actually. I always
0: regret talking about delicate parts of my personal life. <laughs> Someone's gonna get mad at me.
1: Oh, those were. I think those were good stories. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: feel like I was. I was safe, but anyway. Uh, why uh, people safe? have gotten mad at me for much less. Than this. <laughs> People like getting mad at me. There's something about me, my voice, the way I look. They love telling me things I do wrong. Anyhow, what would you like to talk about next week?
1: So, still from the list of things we have to talk about.
0: I thought we had a, more or less exhausted that. But... We have not. Oh, alright.
1: So, um, one of the things, and this actually intersects with something I do want to talk about. Smartphones. Oh, okay. We have to talk about smartphones, but I specifically would also like to have a sub-conversation or part of that conversation be about iPhones and Android phones.
0: Yeah, the battle mm-hmm. of the two.
1: And you have an iPhone. I know. And I have an Android. So we are we already have two and very different perspectives. Almost every
0: day I go, Oh, I wish I could type Kristen a message using iMessage, but
1: I gotta, iMessage is part of this g- insidious evil. ecosystem that Apple has it locked is everybody straight into.
0: Straight up anti what's the word anti choice choice um anti-competitive whatever it's it's mon- monopolistic what they're Mono- doing
1: <laughs> it's yeah like, yeah monolithic too
0: mm-hmm. right okay so smartphones and the iphone android battle controversy, yes. controversy next time on the instuff podcast thanks so much for listening Kristen. thanks so much for coming here today
1: thanks rob it was fun
0: good Thanks for listening to the InStuff podcast. If you'd like to join the discussion or see links to the things we referenced in today's episode, feel free to pop on over to InStuffPodcast.com. That's the letter N, StuffPodcast.com. If you're enjoying the InStuff podcast, check out my other podcast, Dark Winter Nights, True Stories from Alaska. In each episode, we share amazing true stories from Alaska told by the Alaskans who experienced them. The New York Times recently called Dark Winter Nights the best winter podcast for storytelling lovers. Check out Dark Winter Nights, True Stories from Alaska, wherever you get your podcasts, or at darkwinternights.com. The InStuff Podcast is sponsored by Scratchband. Just stop touching your face. Don't make me explain why anymore. It's gross. I don't care if you buy Scratch Band or come up with some other way to do it, but just quit. I mean... It's the easiest way I've found to quit touching my face, but, you know, whatever works for you. Scratch band, join the evolution. More information at scratchband.life, also available on amazon.com.